Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Jordan, Jesse, go! This is what the microphone sounds like. Okay, it sounded like the mics maybe weren't on, but they are. What a great way to start the show. <laughs> what a they dynamic always, and hilarious way to start the show. They always say, hit the stage stumbling. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you noticed that. Uh, maybe that I was confused as to whether or not the mics were on. And um, uh, I'm also noticing this very young child in the front row. Uh, I hope you like pussy-eating jokes, fella. Because <laughs> that's... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, for the listeners at home and the people who can't see him, he just mouthed to me what I think is, I don't know what that is. It's for the best, sir. It's for the man. best, yeah. Anyway. Here's a uh, tip. Look into it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, nice to see my mom's here. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, let's call it a wash. Good night, everybody. End of the show. Welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. It is a delight to be here with you. We have an amazing show planned for you. It is so exciting to be here at the Eureka Theater at SF Sketchfest. We did our first SF Sketchfest now something like 12 years ago. Uh, we played right here at the Eureka Theater with our sketch comedy group. And it is so thrilling 12 years later to know that our career has not developed at all. <laughs> Just none in 12 years. I will years. say, we're still at the Eureka, but it's at a worse time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the folks at home, this show is taking place at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, that time everyone likes to see a comedy show. <laughs> so you can make it home for the local news. Um, but it is great to be here. Uh, I'm, always, I'm always delighted to be in San Francisco. I, I like come to San Francisco for a sketch fest. And I see it as a sort of burrito-eating contest. <laughs> um, like, if I can do seven in three days, that's about right. It's so funny. You were, we, 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 were, uh, we were talking about the show in the weeks leading up to this, and you were saying you were excited for the hometown show. And um, I didn't really know what that meant, because I, I, until now, didn't know that you were from here. So, uh, so when you were saying hometown show, I just thought we were doing a show at a hometown buffet. <laughs> Did anyone bring chicken fingers? I didn't eat. I um, just, right when I was uh, right when I was leaving uh, from Los Angeles uh, the the morning that I, before I got on the flight, I made scrambled eggs for my kids, and it was me and my two sons, uh, four and two, sitting at the table, and uh, I'm eating scrambled eggs and talking to my kids, and just all of a sudden, my four year old Simon goes, "Shh," and I'm like. And he goes, secret scrambled egg party. <laughs> uh, I got invited to one of those on FetLife. <laughs> it, was, it was probably not the same thing. <laughs> That's like 25% of the Folsom Street Fair now. It's just secret scrambled, secret egg, scrambled parties. egg parties. Yeah, that's a whole fucking thing. I know it's funny that you mentioned this is a kind of a, a yearly tradition for us. Um, uh, I actually have something sticking in my craw from last year's Sketchfest. Whoa, hold on, Jordan. Can I ask you a question? Yes. 
I mean, you mentioned that something's sticking in your craw. Mm-hmm. You have a beloved signature segment on this program called Sticking in My Craw. <laughs> Seems like it's a good time for that segment. You ready for it? Yes. Is there theme music? No. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the most, what's the most noteworthy popular song about craws? Oh, Hotline Bling. <laughs> Is that about craws? Uh, so actually, I have two things now that are sticking in my craw. One from last year's Sketchfest, and one that happened to me uh, recently at home. And can I ask you a question about the the craw sure. logistics? Are they uh, on? Is it one in each craw, uh, or is it two in the same craw? And if so, which side? Port oh, or no. starboard? Uh, it, it, it's uh, just all over my craw. Just really? All my craw is stuffed. Holy shit! With like, issues, like jam in a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. And this is kind of one of those things. I'm having these two these two things kind of r- rolling around in my brain, and these are the you know, the, you know, there's those times when you're like sitting by yourself and life is good and you're calm, and then for some reason you reach back into the gutter of your brain and pull out something that happened to you that you hate, and I'm like, I'm going to think about that for a while. Uh, these are those. Got it. Uh, so last year. Uh, at Sketchfest, I think we played uh, we played Cobbs, mm-hmm. and everybody uh, went out for a went out for a drink afterwards um, to uh, to a bar across the street from Cobbs, and it's like this uh, it's like you know like a fake Irish bar, like a fake Irish pub, and it's like you know it was in the afternoon, so it's you know around three or four, and this is not a I just want to emphasize that this was not like a you know speakeasy cocktail lounge, it wasn't like a you know uh, craft brewery or anything like that, just a you know a, a fucking hangout bar. And uh, I go up to the guy. It's a bar for hanging out and fucking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fucking uh, you knock bar. three times, you get into the scrambled egg party. <laughs> Add chives. <laughs> yeah. So it's this, it's this hangout bar, and I go up to the dude who's working the bar, and I say, uh, "Oh, I'll just take a. I don't know what you got, Bud Light, Miller Light. I'll take one of those." And he looks at me and he goes, "I'm sorry, we only serve good beer here." <laughs> And I, I, I think about that once a week. <laughs> and I didn't say anything to the guy. I just, you know, had him pour me the fucking whatever that they had, the Pilsner. But I wish I would have said something. And right now, all I can think of is, oh, you should, uh, you should see the hoppy notes on my balls. <laughs> <laughs> or... No, you're gay. <laughs> Do you have any... Does anything come to mind what I should have said to this dude? Wow. That is and a is difficult that, am I situation. Making, am I making too much of that? Is that was that no, that's totally horrible. shitty? The customer's always right. Yeah. Anyway. If anybody... Listen. Get at me on Twitter. At Jordan underscore Morris. If you know this guy, <laughs> hook us up so I can uh, tell him something about my balls. Um, we should give a better description of him. Was he sort of a medium dipshit? <laughs> yes, this was a standard medium dipshit. Yes, yeah, right. yeah. Um, I'm sure this guy has a lot of annoying opinions about Star Wars. Um, no. <laughs> okay, so that's on your that's left craw. What's craw, on the right, right craw? craw? This happened to me very recently. Uh, I this was is sticking in my craw with Jordan Morris. <laughs> uh, I was looking for uh, parking in the kind of uh, Larchmont neighborhood of L.A., and this is kind of a kind of a swanky place where you go to get a five dollar coffee. Right. And the parking is diagonal, uh, which is a lot of fun, um, but it makes it easy for people to snake your parking spots. 
so I was pulling into this spot and just get fucking straight up snaked by this uh, like souped up Honda. I was a little bit excited because I thought it might be Michelle Rodriguez's character from Fast and Furious. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, but it was these four just fucking 19-year-old dipshits, and there was a sticker on the back of the car that said, MILF Hunter. <laughs> and I was so mad. And then I, I finally found a parking space, and I was going to my spot, and I saw those dudes, the MILF Hunters, and they were all getting boba. <laughs> and... I, I wanted to go in and say something like, hey, how are the MILFs this season? But I didn't. I just kept walking, and I'm wondering if I, that was an opportunity. But I didn't take it, and I feel like a chump. Well, I mean, the difficult thing there is that uh, outside of the context of them being inside the MILF mobile, they're going to have a hard time identifying that they're the people looking for MILFs. And so you making that second-level joke <laughs> of, uh, like, you're not, you're not just saying nice MILF hunter bumper sticker. Like, you're fully expecting them to have that be a central piece of their identity. <laughs> that, they, that they carry with them from boba shop to boba shop. <laughs> I think that's the fatal flaw in your plan here. Yeah, Maybe just to change gears a little bit, do you think milfs hang out in boba shops? <laughs> if one was hunting for a milf, do you think that's? Do you think these guys know something that I don't? Yeah, I mean, I think well, who's a who's a hot milf like a Helen Mirren or something? That's a G milf. Hell yeah, <laughs> it's a solid G milf. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, she's probably in a boba shop. I got to figure right now, right? Yeah, she's got to be. Yeah, mm. I think London. she like, Yeah, I think she likes uh, flavored shaved ice. Yeah. For talking about, I heard somebody. Uh, I heard somebody at a boba shop. I was at the Japanese grocery store the other day, and there's a boba shop inside the Japanese grocery store. Pretty That's much convenient. all That's in convenient. one jam, right there. Uh, there was also a Japanese bookstore. I bought this magazine that's just pictures of hats. In Japan, that's called pornography. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hat awaits your semen. But this woman. Uh, this woman walked up. This woman walked up to the boba counter, and she said, "Yeah, can I get a can I get a boba? Uh, no boba, please." Then <laughs> it's just shitty tea. I ordered a I ordered a boba, just boba, and I just hold out my hands, and then they dump tapioca into my hands, <laughs> and I eat it up like a little piggy. I feel like that that lady should just buy some like sun kissed, let it go flat, and then pour some half and half in there. <laughs> and she's all that's set. A, that's a boba, no boba. She's all set. <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go is brought to you in part by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform. Squarespace sites look professionally designed regardless of your skill level with no coding required. You can start your free trial site today at squarespace.com and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, use the offer code JJGO to get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com, offer code JJGO for 10% off your purchase. Squarespace, build a beautiful.
Um, you know, Jordan, we're in San Francisco. I don't uh, look. Uh, I don't know if you knew this about me, but I'm actually originally from San Francisco. First, I've heard of it. And um, I thought you were from Flint, Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, Who am I thinking of? Michael you, Moore? Well, you know, I think I, I think I fooled you with my tough blue collar sure. aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. I just got that vibe, you yeah. know. It's a real man's man. Does anyone want to go to the hometown buffet later? I really. <laughs> And my heart set on it. I don't know where the nearest one is. Um, but, you know, because we're in San Francisco, a lot has changed in San Francisco the last 15 years or so. Um, San Francisco is really the, the hub or epicenter, if you will, of what's called the tech economy. Um, this, this is all, all news to me. This is a group of uh, hip young people uh, who are really changing the way business is done in this great country. Would you say they're disrupting things? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Do we have any means, disruptors but... in the audience? Hands up if you are a proud disruptor. Yeah. Do you sexually identify as a disruptor? <laughs> <laughs> One guy did some really enthusiastic applause, and I really appreciate that, sir. I uh, look forward to jerking it to your app later. <laughs> anyway, I mean, here's the, here's the thing, Jordan. Like, we... Have been we've been doing Jordan Jesse Go for something like what eight years nine years sure. something like that and uh, we've you know we've had some success but we're not rich no you know what I mean no and some of these dudes are rich like uh, what's that guy uh, Jeff Zuckerberg what's his name <laughs> yeah he directed Airplane <laughs> Tom MySpace but you guys know. You guys know the, good, the guy that I'm talking about from the movie The Social Network? That guy. Yeah. He, he was fucking joking that he didn't know Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> you fucking nerds. Jordan, I sincerely couldn't think of his Wait, name. Wait, really? <laughs> and, then, and then I was like... I retract. I retract my yelling. I was like, you I ner- better... You ner- this is okay. I better cover this. I better paper this over with the illusion that I'm doing a bit about how I can't remember his name. <laughs> like, people will fall for it. Yeah. I, uh, usually, nerds should not correct, but I, in this instance, you were right, and I apologize for yelling at you. Can I tell you a secret? When I said, you know, the guy from the, uh, you know, the guy from the social network, I meant to say, you know, Jesse Eisenberg from the social network. Sure. But I couldn't think of Jesse Eisenberg's <laughs> name. He has the same name as me. <laughs> Boy, this is a real peek behind the curtain for you guys. You know that guy who used to be governor of Minnesota, something the body, Ventura? <laughs> anyway, um, I think that probably right now there's at least seven VCs, uh, that stands for Viet Cong. Uh, 12, 12 <laughs> angel investors sure. and 14 Mark Andreessen from Netscape.com. Sure. You know what I'm talking about? Is John Angelfire here? <laughs> Thank you for hosting all my Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan fiction. <laughs> Frankdogpile.com. Sure. Can I tell you, I literally saw an abandoned Pets.com sock puppet in the Goodwill yesterday. (laughs) Anyway, uh, 
I think there's some people. If we if we have business ideas, like I think this is our chance to get funded and become rich. Because the secret of the tech economy is you do not have to create a successful business. You just have to convince somebody who's rich that you could create a successful business, <laughs> and they'll give you like over a hundred foosball tables. <laughs> That's where the money is. Yeah. It's like in the gold... You know in the gold rush, when they say the, the prospectors didn't get rich, it was the people who, who sold uh, The prostitutes. Yeah, and the, and the prostitutes who got rich. It's like in San Francisco right now, like those tech dudes aren't getting rich, but the people who sell foosball tables yeah. and fucking beanbag chairs yeah. are listen, stacking take, paper. Listen, everybody, quit what you're doing and start selling hoverboards. <laughs> Apparently, they ride them in the office. Anyway, so this place is probably chock full of, uh, you know, speculative investment money that we could get our hands on if we take this opportunity to pitch some of those startup ideas we've yeah, been talking I think, about. Yeah, I think that's probably, probably good. We have a lot of good ideas. Oh, as, good, what a good as, thing. As oh, we're okay. amateur disruptors. Chat segment. To go okay, pro. we did chat segment. <laughs> Startups. Startups. There we go. Guys, we're already masters of, uh, we're already masters of PowerPoint. <laughs> So it's going to be pretty easy for you to. Uh, you want to you want to pitch you uh, you want to pitch the first the first company? Yeah, this is called Swag. Uh, stands yeah. for Star Wars Animosity Generator. Yeah. And what this does is generates random, uh, just new complaints about Star Wars that you haven't heard. I mean, I think, you know, uh, Captain Phasma's helmet is problematic, for instance. Um, uh, you know, I mean, I think we've all heard that Ray is a Mary Sue, but. Yeah. So was Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kylo Ren was also so was a Mary Poe Sue. So was Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron was. <laughs> They're all Mary Sue's, so I think this Han is fun. Han Solo is sure. from Star Wars. <laughs> so I think this will be just handy for, you know, uh, you know, when you're hanging out with your bros and uh, you feel like you've made all the Star Wars complaints, Boom! Here's yep. some new ones. This is oh, this is a good one that this is a good one that I think y- you can sell. I think this is a good one. Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, I, and by the way, just for the folks listening at home, I want to just let you know that these are uh, hilarious logos for these products uh, cooked up by uh, Brian Sunny D Fernandez. Always a good move to have a lot of visual comedy on your podcast. <laughs> we are very good at this. Uh, this is Luber. I mean, everybody's always talking about you know. Uber for this, Uber for that, Uber for clothes, Uber for housekeeping. This is Uber, but for Lyft. Yeah. Because it's like, it's getting kind of creepy to use Uber, you know? Yeah, so I mean, I don't, we don't really know what this is, but I think By it's By the just... way, all these people work for Uber. <laughs> <laughs> you drive both. You have one phone for each. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't, we don't really know what this is yet. I think somebody just Ubers over to your house and helps you sign up for Lyft. I actually have... <laughs> as far as we've gotten... I actually have a really great, like, really, I think it's like a simple, like, because here's one of the things, like, people are really into uh, uh, biometrics lately, Mm, you know, with those mm -hmm, wristbands mm, that mm, count how many mm, steps you've mm -hmm, taken mm, and mm. all that kind of stuff. Mm, mm -hmm. But I think it's really important to have sort of a a tight, focused interface. Uh, That's why I've created (laughs) iPeed. It's an app that tells you when you've peed. So when you pee, it sends an alert letting you know that you've peed. Do you think, I mean, this is just a, um, just, again, we're at the brainstorming stage here. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, a little tone would come off maybe similar to, like, when you get a text message. Right. But do you think it could play y'all ready for this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was going to have it play, come on, ride the train, come on and ride it. Mm, sure, sure. Well, you know, we're, we'll just, we'll, we'll talk to the, 
I, I was going to make a joke about who sang that song, but I can't remember who sang. Come on, 60, ride that train. 69 boys? I was going to say Bay Wolf, City Rollers. Wolf, there it is. <laughs> All right, nerds, correct me. Who fucking sang? Quad City, City DJs. DJs. Oh, this is a very uh, this is a very exciting one. This is called Bionion. Bionion. Uh, and this is, I mean, if there's, you know, any women Again, out like, there. focusing on streamlining interfaces, yeah. focusing on keeping things simple. Yeah, this is for any, you know, women out there who do online dating. This is just, uh, cuts through all the noise of online dating. This is like Tinder. So, uh, you know, any woman out there who wants to use Bunyan just signs up and you automatically just get page after page of requests for pictures of your feet. Yeah. <laughs> Just cut straight to the right chase. to that, yeah. So not focusing in on the kernel, the central part yeah. of the business. You like hiking? Oh, anyway. Um, oh, I am really excited about Get Ghost. Get Ghost is a is a yeah, product that we is think Get, is. This is Get Ghost, and this is um, you know uh, Snapchat. I'm sure a lot of people use, and right. you know I think it's no secret that it's a big part of Snapchat. Snapchat is people uh, like to send nudes. Yeah. Uh, you know, nudes that disappear after a certain time. But I think we've, maybe we've all seen a lot of nudes on Snapchat. But that Snapchat, that Snapchat ghost, we never seen his dick. Yeah. <laughs> Get Ghost is an app this that shows... This is an app that shows you Snapchat the ghost from ghost Snapchat's dick. dick. Shows you that dick, that ghost dick. For the is folks at home, there's a really hilarious ghost on screen, and you can see his dick. Is it transparent? Is it translucent? Is it opaque? Who knows? I ain't never seen a ghost dick. That's why I need this app. Um, oh, I am so excited. I am so excited about a new app that we're working on called Gentry. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know... Uh, one of the hot trends here in San Francisco in the tech economy is gentrification. Um, and, you know, it's something that's been going on for 15 or 20 years. It's really exciting. Uh, but one of the big problems is a lot of times in order to uh, evict a family that's been uh, living somewhere for a long time, you have to buy the building. Mm-hmm. Um, with Gentry, we cut out that step. So as soon as they do something that makes you, the rich tech person, feel uncomfortable, uh, you can simply press a button on your app and evict them. Um, it's going to be anything. If they cook something that you think smells funny. Uh, if they make you feel self-conscious about how much you spent on your blue jeans. Um, even if they're just carrying something in a Walmart shopping bag and that makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> sure. um, you just press that button and Gentry will evict them. Off to Daily City for them. Uh, this next one is... Just a- kidding. No one can afford to live in Daily City anymore. Sacramento, I guess. Who even knows? Chico. Uh, oh, this next one's a lot of fun. Uh, oh, this yeah. is kelp. It's like Yelp, but for kelp. One's pretty self-explanatory. Popular amongst otters. Oh, I am really, I am really excited about Whisker. Um, Whisker is an app that lets you control your beard for various social contexts. Um, so you could you could have it full and bushy for for tending to your home kombucha kit. Uh, you, you can have it sparse and stringy for when you're vlogging about how much you hate the female Ghostbusters. Um, you can have it long and filthy for when you're occupying a bird sanctuary in Oregon. 
Um, basically, it helps you control your beard. <laughs> I think that one... I mean, we only yeah. need like 10 million to get that one off the ground. And I think it's our, this um, is our last one. And then the one. next 50 million will go to like hiring staff, getting a place to work, and so on and so forth. The first 10 million is just for us. Just for daddy. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, I think this one is the one we're most excited about. This is Frank. Yeah. Uh, it's an app that connects you with a dude who's always down to grab a beer. <laughs> yeah. It's like sometimes, Frank. It's, sometimes you want to go out for a beer. You don't want to drink alone. And you don't have somebody to go out for a beer with. So it's just like the only – there is a bug. We're still working on bugs. Obviously, it's still in beta. Uh, you do have to listen to him talk about his fantasy football team right now. <laughs> um, but, you know. So I, I, all I'm saying is – we're about to be very rich. Yeah. Hey, I'm Barbara Gray. I'm Brandy Posey. And I'm Tess Barker. Together, we make up the Max Fun podcast, Lady to Lady. Each week, we welcome a kick-ass lady guest. We talk about our lives, our dreams, and the terrible decisions we've made that still haunt us. Mm-hmm. We've had on great comedians like Aisha Tyler and Margaret Cho, plus screenwriters, doctors, authors, you know, anyone who's willing to be as open as we are. It's all a lot of fun. That's us, Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither. Um, shall we introduce our guest? I would love to. You know him. You know him from the Daily Show, from his books, from uh, Bored to Death, from Married on FX, uh, from the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Please welcome to the stage the great John Hodgman. Thank you very much. Hi, John. How are you? Good. Hello, child. How are you? Yeah, I know. Front and center, huh? Oh, it's very nice to see you. Yeah. Have we been making lots of scrambled egg-eating jokes? <laughs> Having a good time. Yeah. How are you? How's San Francisco the, treating you? Just a quick question. The look on the child's face I would describe as fire starter. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen King's the fire look, starter. The look, the look on the father's face next to him is sheer delight. <laughs> I when can't it should believe be I'm shame. At having... In one move, both traumatized his son and fucking up his podcast. (laughs) And that judge said I wasn't fit to have custody. (laughs) He's saying to himself right now. I may not start a company, but I am going to disrupt the fuck out of this adult podcast. (laughs) Let's get early so we can sit in the front row. We're delighted to have you here, uh, sir and young man. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) This isn't my podcast, so I don't have to do that. Look, uh, they've paid their $70 to see three white men sit at a table. (laughs) At last, we have our say. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding, of course. It's very nice to have you here. What is your name, young man? Boy, oh my fuck. I blame the father. I blame the father. I blame video games. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, this is Minecraft's problem. For, the, for those of you at home who couldn't hear, the young man listed off his very royal sounding name. It began with Benjamin, it went into a, about 35 minutes of other names. Mm-hmm. 
that I couldn't hear because even as he was saying them, he was beginning to realize this isn't going to come off well. <laughs> he's, he's, at, this very, it, at this very young age, he's learning to read the room. He brought it back up. He brought it back up at the end with the third, mm. which making your father obviously must be Benjamin Raspail, Throckmorton, <laughs> Eileen Francis Data, Hodgman the second. And this is my dad, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> no last name, just, just Doug. Doug. <laughs> we call him Farts. <laughs> Don't yeah, point you, at me, young yeah, man. You, what? Okay, here's... Okay. I'm Listen, s- you get to say one more thing, child. <laughs> he is but, doing it... I, number one, I just want to say that this young person is showing a lot of backbone and verve enjoying this program, playing along with these three Creeps. monster bullies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope we're not imprinting onto your sexuality. <laughs> I hope you don't need to be yelled at by someone with weird hair in the future. <laughs> Sorry, so I was at a formative age and was yelled at by three guys with weird hair. Three... Three alternate universe Marx Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> not, not even. Three I'm alternate the... universe Pep Boys. Oh. <laughs> uh, ben- Benjamin the Third. No third, I just like that. Oh, okay. All right. That was pretty good. It sounds uh, good. I'm still going to call you Trip. So <laughs> there was something that uh, you were saying to me while you were wagging your finger at me. <laughs> What were you? What were you trying? That is your. That yeah, is your. That's name. his All real right. name. Okay. It's not made up. He just and, made up the third. Part. And what is your? What is your age? Uh, ten. Ten. Oh, no, eleven. Eleven years old. All right. I know. It's a time. Man, time twelve. Time flies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, twenty-one. Give me a beer. Yeah. And yeah. I'm fifty-five. Let me join the AARP. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. And that's the ticket. I want to read that magazine (laughs) and get 10% off at Motel 6. (laughs) And child, may I presume that you are an only child? No, you're not. Your sister's at a taping of Tosh.0 right now. Okay. Oh, we'll continue this conversation on, yeah, sure. on our podcast. Well, let's see. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Very well. Well, let's see at the bar afterwards. Can't um, wait to get drunk with that child. How how are you feel, how are you feeling about being here in San Francisco, Johnny? Enjoy yourself. I'm very, I'm all I'm always I can take this out of this thing. Okay, there yeah. we go. I'm always excited to visit uh, San Francisco, the city by the bay. I love Sketchfest. I love Jordan Jesse Go. I feel like I've come home again because, of course, it is on Jordan Jesse Go that the character of Judge John Hodgman first debuted. That's true. I first did Judge John Hodgman on this show. Uh, and then we, uh, we had, we've had a very successful spinoff podcast ever since. I was like, you know, it's like, uh, uh, I'm good times. It's called Serial. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very glad to be here. Thank you for having me on your program. What about, can I, can I ask you like a sincere question? Because... You are, uh, you live in Brooklyn, New York City. That's true. Uh, and 
you often work in Los Angeles. I know this because you travel, because I see you sometimes when you're in Los Angeles I come and for visit, work. I come and visit your home. Sometimes you, I come and visit your home and you don't see me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a concern that we'll have to address off the air. <laughs> you have lovely garbage, Jesse. <laughs> I love your garbage. Mm. That's jo- my impression of you, by the way, Joe. John, Ooh, I love this garbage. I don't think you're sorting your recycling very well, Jesse. <laughs> I, let me come by some midnight and do it for you. <laughs> John, John has yet to appear on the Trevor Noah Daily Show, and his backup plan right now is to get on TMZ, but he's just doing a really bad job of planning how to get onto it. He's like, I got NPR host Jesse Thorne's garbage. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to start living in your backyard in a tent for it's a gonna while. It's going to be on TMZ under the Brooke Gladstone nip slip. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just went, ugh. That's the right response. That was correct. Brooke Gladstone is my neighbor in Brooklyn, New York. Mm. So I've mm-hmm. seen her nipples. Of course I have. Cool, dude. <laughs> Look, we're dude. all very dude. body positive dude. in Park Dude, sweet Park's bra. Dude. What's that? Sweet oh, bra. Excuse me, I didn't mean to. That was odd. <laughs> Whatever, I've seen Bob Garfield with his pants down and dude's got a baseball bat. <laughs> Who from NPR do you think has the biggest schlong? <laughs> this is this'll be fun. <laughs> Who from NPR? But I guess like, think has the biggest schlong. The reason I the reason click, I'm click asking Clack schlong is still fucking. <laughs> John, oh, I see, uh, the reason I'm really? asking Edit the, that out. The reason I'm asking is Nah dude, that's staying in. Because uh, uh, I feel like you have become one of those people who is obsessed with your uh, travel status. No, not anymore. I'm not obsessed anymore because I won. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? I did a lot of uh, airplane flying or being flown around in airplanes, to be honest. I didn't fly them. If, if, you, if you get to gasoline. the right level, yeah. If you get to the right platinum level, they will let you fly the plane. Oh no, no, no yeah, no. If, if 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 you get to platinum, you're you're not allowed to 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 fly the plane, but you're allowed to touch the pilot's face at any time. <laughs> you just get right up in there and yeah. do a gentle caress or a little slap. It's just, and he's got to take it. <laughs> but uh, but I was very excited. Because I was flying around so much back and forth across the country to do uh, this, the TV show Married, which unfortunately will not go to a third season, so I miss my TV family. But I still have a great memento of my time there, which is my medallion status on Delta Airlines. I hit platinum, and I was, I was excited, and I didn't think it was possible. But then towards the end of the year, I had a little note saying, you're 7,000 miles away from Diamond Medallion. Whoa. Holy shit. And... For those of you who don't know, uh, Delta Airlines runs a program where they build medallions for their most beloved customers <laughs> out of real precious were, materials. Were it, only, were it only true, were it only true that there was actually something physical and valuable you were getting <laughs> as you play this insidious video game this corporation made to get them to love you more. <laughs> But if in you, fact, there's nothing. It is not. It is not. And indeed, if they made a, a medallion out of a diamond, that would be a great way to ruin a diamond. It's I hear like that a, a flat diamond is no good. I hear that if you have medallion status, yes, well, you can. You know what? Tell me what myths you've heard. Here's what I've heard, and I will, and I will set the record straight. 
So long as I do not need to break the oath of diamond. Sure. <laughs> if you have diamond status, yes. you can buy heroin at any airport Chili's 2. At- <laughs> That's what is the that two true? is. It's everything sure. that they have at Chili's plus heroin. Right. Right. Yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely true. But you don't have to buy it. Oh, complimentary. complimentary. Yeah, I've heard. I've Your heard heroin, there's something sir. called. I've heard there's something called unlimited P and H in the airport lounge. Unlimited pancakes and hand jobs. Is that correct? Uh, not entirely true. There okay. is technically a limit. Like a. <laughs> Like a bio- like a simple biological. Yeah, yeah, your own physicality. You is are but a yeah. man. Yes, exactly. exactly. Exactly so. Exactly so. I hear you can kiss anyone that works at Hudson News. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that is a, that is a part of the program, but it's a little bit disappointing because I already had that with my credit card. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it feels it's like, like what am I right. doing this for? It's like when a movie's on both Netflix and Amazon Prime. Exactly. Yeah, what right, am yeah. I doing? Right. And then you buy it on iTunes. Sure, like, what am I yeah. Doing? Oh, now, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I guess I just love Transformers Dark of the Moon. <laughs> the real benefit of it, though, is knowing that a corporation likes you and you get an imaginary medallion. And this is what I chased. I got to a point near the end of the year. I mean, this is how insidious it is. That if I didn't fly those seven thousand miles, I I would everything would reset on January first, and I would have to start all over again. And I Jesus knew at that Christ. point that married wasn't coming back, so I knew that I wasn't going to be flying as much in 2016. This is as close to diamond as I was ever going to get. I thought you were about to say this is as close to death as I was ever going to. Get. One is a metaphor for the other. <laughs> yeah. If I don't. If I don't get Diamond Medallion, how can I convince myself that I am a relevant, important human being? So I actually got to a point where, and you know, the travel for television was almost destroyed our family because I was away (laughs) so long and our children are old enough to care. They're not, do you know what I mean? They're old enough to understand that you don't love them enough. (laughs) Right. They're old enough to notice that I'm gone. And they are not sufficiently uh, narcissistic sociopathic like uh, Benjamin to... (laughs) No, he's not. He's not. I I should also point out, I think Benjamin brought a book. (laughs) Yeah. That's fair. If it gets boring. No, I mean, that's that's the right choice. You made a good call on that one. I'm I'm experiencing this. I would experience the strange... Uh, sensation of my children actually missing me and being sad that I wasn't there. So it was very hard on them. And here I was at the end of the year, and I found my finger hovering over an itinerary that I had picked out for myself. I knew that if I flew first class from New York to Los Angeles one more time before the end of the year, I would make it to Diamond, and I would have to pay for it myself. And it was going to be extremely expensive. It was going to cost $3,000. <laughs> in order to get the imaginary medallion. (laughs) And my finger was hovering over the buy button for like an hour, between 2 and 3 a.m., until I imagined my son on the morning that I would leave on this jaunt. And it would have to be a very quick trip because I, I didn't have much time. I could only go for like overnight or whatever. And having to say to my son, well, I have to go to Los Angeles now. And him saying, for work? And me having to go, well, <laughs> no, I, I have to go across the country 
to get an imaginary medallion. <laughs> I have to go. I have to go play this video game where I go and I capture an imaginary medallion, and then I get twice as big. You know, you're a gamer. It's a level up. I get twice as big, and then I can eat all of the dots and the ghosts of my self hatred for a whole year. So far, you're basically describing like an Orson Scott Card novel. I think he can follow this. Yeah, exactly. And then I thought about what I would feel like on the plane as I flew across the country. And I, and I thought about what kind of human I would have been to have spent $3,000 on nothing to fly across the country, to land, to then go immediately out of the airport just to go. I wouldn't have time to visit anyone. I would have to go by myself to In-N-Out Burger <laughs> and have a burger and watch the big planes land and then go back through the first-class lounge and get back on the plane and fly back alone, probably watch... Mad Max Fury Road three times, drinking complimentary Fresca and whiskey, and I realized it, it would be the best day of my life. <laughs> but I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Instead, I tricked a public radio show into flying me out to Portland. And, uh... <laughs> And, uh, and I got my, my phony medallion, and now I'm a, I'm a whole human being until January 2017. Well, we'll see how much of a whole human being you are, Judge Hodgman, because are you ready for our big quiz game? Yes. No. no yes. <laughs> that was it. You failed. Oh. <laughs> that was the whole game. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, we, uh, John, we have a, a quiz tailored specifically to your interests. We need an audience member to play with you. I know who it is! Yes! <laughs> you have to admit he's earned it. All right, get up here. Benjamin Triptray, come on up. Have a seat here, Benjamin, and make sure to talk close into the microphone. Like this? Yeah, no, okay. con- nothing is too close. So and we don't. I, I, this is just an error on our part. I think we were we were talking about getting prizes for this. I don't yeah. think we did that. The original, uh, our original notion was to stop at a sex store we we passed on the way here and buy whippets. <laughs> do you know you guys can do that? Listen, it's well, a, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what. They're it, medical whippets. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it, 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 I'm, I'm sorry you didn't get them, but just tell me where the store is, and Benjamin and I will go out and sure. get some <laughs> after the show, right? Uh, yeah, so I think uh, you'll probably just be playing for something that's uh, in uh, one of our wallets. So, <laughs> hope you like Magnum's kid. <laughs> John? It's a pleasure to meet you, by the way. Okay. I'm sorry I've given you a hard time today. It's, it's nothing it's personal. It's fine. All right. <laughs> He's a professional. <laughs> Holy moly. For the that was not your home. fault, sir. The folks uh, at home. John uh, Hodgman is a professional entertainer, and he, he also has a cold, dark heart. So I think that's what you're running into, that, that combination right here, Benjamin. Um, John, now I know if you were going to describe to me what your favorite series of epic science fiction novels that had been adapted into a single, overlong, overstuffed, noble but ultimately failed film in the early to mid 1980s. Oh, I don't know. You, I mean, I, what would that you series can't be, you be? You can't be talking about Dune. Yeah, I'm talking about Dune. Well, no, that's a perfect film. <laughs> 
And I do sincerely love this. I want to take a moment to be sincere. I do really love the fact that I get to perform for an audience where Dune gets an applause break. <laughs> it's one of the great joys of my life, and I want to thank all of you. I've never that. performed in front of an audience that didn't <laughs> applaud Dune. I didn't know such audiences existed. It's a special thing. Are you saying that my Dune jokes won't go over well at the Ha Ha Hut in Atlanta, Georgia? <laughs> Um, and Judge Hodgman, if you were to describe a level of hockey that was not the National Hockey League, but rather a level below that... World, World Hockey League? Yeah, or minor league hockey minor generally. League hockey. Okay, yeah. Great news, John. Why? We've got a Dune and minor league hockey quiz for you. Oh, very you'll, exciting. Well, here you'll be answering questions about minor league hockey. Oh. Benjamin will be answering questions about Dune. I, ne- I never even read it or seen it or watched that documentary about it. <laughs> he knows. He knows, he knows about Jodorowsky's Dune. I even blame that the father. <laughs> that Benjamin isn't is on top of Jodorowsky's Dune. Can you, can you give me like a quiz on like Get right uh, right up into the microphone, or, uh, Benjamin? You know the interesting. Right I also Benjamin. I also have not seen the documentary about. Alejandro Hodorowsky's Dune, so maybe after we get those whippets, we'll go back to my hotel room and just... (laughs) Benjamin uh, told me backstage his favorite movie is Blue is the Warmest Color. (laughs) Would you prefer to take... Would you prefer to take hockey? Uh, no, no, no. All right. Speaking to the mic, Benjamin. Yeah, speaking to the mic. No. Okay. (laughs) You know what, though, Benjamin? I think it's going to work out fine, because I... I, uh, First of all... Uh, I do. I do like. Of all the sports, I find hockey to be the most hilarious and <laughs> and marginal. And uh, and I love it for that reason. But I am not so much a fan of minor league hockey teams as I am a fan of hockey teams that don't exist anymore. And there are quite a few of them. <laughs> I love defunct hockey teams. Maybe there will be some of that in there. Unfortunately, there is. Um, uh, Benjamin, I'm going to start with you. A question for you about Dune. Okay. What was the name, I'm going to give you three choices, one of which is correct. What was the name of Linda Hunt's character in the film of Dune? Who's Linda Hunt's? Was it Flister Flaps, Shout Out Mapes, or Clue Gulager? Those choices again. What what did you say? C. Are you sure? I thought I heard a different one. I thought I heard something that rhymed with C, but it must have just been me. You sure you didn't? Something that rhymed with C, but wasn't... B? That's correct! (laughs) Shout out, mates. One point for Benjamin. Okay, John. Jordan, you want to give him some minor league hockey teams? Yeah, which of these is a real minor league hockey team, John? Yes. The Orlando Solar Bears... The Tallahassee Swamp Apes. The Miami DJ Khalid riding around on his jet ski. One of them is? One is real. Solar Bears, Swamp Apes. Or DJ Khaled riding around on his jet ski. I'm going to guess. That one is named after DJ Khaled's Snapchat feed. This is just him riding around on his jet ski getting different lunches. I'm going to guess... The Solar Bears. That's right. That's right. All I do is win. Never. Good DJ Khaled work there. What's that? Good DJ Khaled work. Yeah, I know. That's the one I know. Okay. 
Benjamin, which of the following was a real epic in the Dune timeline? Okay. Wait, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> you are very unhelpful. See, you know what? In a multiple choice test, figure it out by context. It doesn't hurt to guess. Yeah. Just hear all the answers. No. The reign of the whelp, the return from the scattering, or the inflammation of the sciatica. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right now, Benjamin. I cannot help you with this one. You don't know this? Okay. Uh, what was the first one again? The reign of the whelp. And the second one? The return from the scattering. Uh, and that third one again was the inflammation <laughs> of the sciatica. Okay. You, okay. I, I have a guess. Uh, no, wait. Just give me a minute. Uh, John, it's not even your question, but thank yeah. you for talking over the 10-year-old. <laughs> um, I'm a grown man. The, the scattering of whatever it was. Yeah, that's correct. That's right. that's right. The scattering, the return from the scattering. What is... Are, are the answers just all B? Jeez, I hope not. <laughs> Me too. What is that one from? Uh, I, uh, neither, neither that's does he nor I. That's from a Wikipedia page. Yeah, that's from the Wikipedia page on Dune. I, let me be honest Dune. with you. I don't love the series Dune. I love the novel Dune. I've never read any of the other novels. So. Boo. You call yourself a Dune head. A Dune dude? Is that what you guys call yourselves? Dune dudes? <laughs> Dune dudes. <laughs> Dune dude meetup at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> if you're a Dune dude... Uh... Yeah. Okay, here's some, here's some hockey teams for you, John, give, give okay? Me, give me some. The Cal- one of these is real. The Calgary Super Mounties, the Victoria British Columbia Salmon Kings, <laughs> or the Medicine Hat Regular Hats. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Victoria British Columbia Salmon Kings. That is correct! <laughs> All right, Benjamin. I got a Dune question. Because I know, I know how hockey people think. All right, Benjamin, Dune question for you. In the novel The God Emperor of Dune, Leto Atreides transforms into what? Leto Atreides. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am very sorry. <laughs> Rarely have you made so important a mistake. I am very sorry. With a formula about this, I think B is the correct one, and then C Let me read is the ridiculous one. Let's see if your theory holds up. Okay. There's only one way to find out. What does Leto Atreides transform into? A. A, a human sandworm hybrid, <laughs> a man machine hybrid, a Toyota Camry hybrid. <laughs> um. I know this. What was the first one again? A human yeah, what's sandworm the first one again? hybrid. What's the first one again? A man-machine hybrid. No, no, no. The no. first. I'd like to hear the human first one sandworm again. hybrid. A human sand. A human sandworm. Stop hybrid? helping this kid oh, win a condom. It's a, it's a because sandworms and it's Dune. And yes, that is correct. Right. 
scary thing. Okay, you ready for this, John? Yes, I am ready. Which of these is a real minor league hockey team? Some of these minor league hockey teams are former minor league hockey teams. I'm not telling you that all these are current minor league hockey teams. Every current hockey team is a former hockey team to be. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> hey, Jesse, I'm not keeping track of the points. Are you? Yes. Okay. What, where are we now in terms of uh, points? Right now, Benjamin is leading three to two. What? The wheeling... Thus ends my help. Benjamin, don't, don't listen to this one. John, the... <laughs> the wheeling nailers, the Scranton screwers, or the Farmsville fuck machines? I can still hear. <laughs> I am going to guess the wheeling nailers. That's absolutely correct. Wow. Now it's a tie. The final question for you, Benjamin. Three to three. If this were a hockey game, this would be the highest scoring hockey game of all time. (laughs) Which of these is an actual Dune short story? Dune, the coming of the century. Dune, a whisper of Kaladin seas. Dune, who's nuts? These nuts. B. What? What was C? It was Dune. No, Dune. No, Who's nuts? These nuts. Dune. Nuts. That's Coming. a fun thing that we remember from the late '90s and early 2000s that we would like to bring back. Because okay, so oh, no, a lot Jesse, of fun. Jesse, these nuts is back. <laughs> we brought it back. Uh, yeah, I think it was probably us. <laughs> I mean, it was like a couple months ago we discussed bringing it back, and yeah. we put it into effect. Can you it's... just repeat the entire question? We're talking about these nuts over here. <laughs> Benjamin, Which... grown-ups are talking about these nuts. And I, don't... I blame the father. <laughs> these kids today interrupt you. Sorry to go off on a rant here. These kids today with their long-ass fucking names and their love of Netflix documentaries don't know when to shut the fuck up when grown-ups are talking about these nuts. Do not listen to this man. He is deeply emotionally disturbed. Do you mind if I swear at him? No, I think it would be great if you swore at him. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, you can fucking shut up. I am in Remember, my place. Remember, this I whole in, thing is just been, between us. I have been, I have been put into my place. I, I really don't like all this yelling. Can we get, can okay, we so, get back to the Dune trivia, please? Yeah, can you repeat the question? Dune, the coming of the century, uh, or Dune, a whisper of Caladan seas. Okay, so the third one is just total nonsense? No, the third one was Dune, who's <laughs> no, not. <laughs> okay. So, none of these are fan fiction. They are... These are real short stories. By the original author. Well, the original author or his sanctioned... His sanctioned... His son and Kevin J. Anderson. And what is number B again? <laughs> Got together to make some money. Can I just... Off of the Doom I... Dudes by writing new stuff of which this is some of it. Letter, letter <laughs> B canonical, is canonical. Dune, A Whisper of Caladan Seas... 
And letter B is Dune, a whisper of Caladan's No, seas. no, number A. What's number A? I keep forgetting. Number A is Dune, the coming of the century. But number B <laughs> is Dune, a whisper of I'm Caladan's seas. number B? <laughs> You're absolutely correct! <laughs> now, John, we've got one left. This is for all the marbles. What we didn't tell you before is that the last question, yes. if one of the players is under 12 years old, oh, no. is worth two points. Oh. So while you're currently trailing four points to three, this is for all the marbles. There's no, so if I get it right, then I win. And if I do not no, get no, it right, you then you... Right. The clock is ticking right. and the stakes are high. Hi. I'm J.J. Abrams, screenwriter of... (laughs) All right. I am prepared to answer the question. Which of these is a real minor league hockey team? The Prince Edward Island Apologies. (laughs) The Halifax Mooseheads. Or the Regina Vaginas. (laughs) That's Regina Vaginas. <laughs> Regina, of course, being the provincial capital. That's incorrect! It is not the Regina Vaginas! We have a champion! He will outlive you all! I go now? Yes, thank you so much, Benjamin. Uh, drink up, Benjamin, Benjamin ladies and gentlemen. Wait, I have a, wait. Benjamin, wait. wait. I, have a, I have a prize for you. It's one postage stamp. Is it, is it a forever stamp? Uh, yeah, that's a forever stamp. Oh, so you can go ahead and hold on to that and just mail a letter whenever you're ready. Huh? Russian? <laughs> it's a stamp I got at the post office. Ladies and gentlemen, Benjamin. Yay! Well, John Hodgman, it, is, it has been a delight to have you as a guest on the program. I know, you got a, I know you got a role, but uh, thank you so much for joining Sketch us. Sketchfest keeps me running around. Uh, such a pleasure to be here, you guys. Such a pleasure to meet you, young man. Still curious about what's motivating you, father. <laughs> I'm guessing meth. <laughs> thank you very much for letting me duck out, and thank you very much for having me, you guys. Great to see you. John Hodgman, ladies and gentlemen. Every week, on jo- Every week on Jordan, Jesse, Go, we like you to share with us the momentous things that happen in your lives for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Brian, Sonny D. Fernandez, please bring me the cards. Uh, can we have James S. up here? Where's James? James S. Come on up. James, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ, look at how luxurious James's outfit is right now. I literally wore a cape here, and I cannot match the looseness of this outfit that James is wearing. Oh, my God. James brought his own chaise lounge. I feel like instead of talking to James, I should be feeding him grapes. <laughs> That'll work. For the folks at home, I guess uh, James is wearing a, a scarf and uh, um, a, a... It's birds. <laughs> Great, a bird scarf. Well, how would you do? Would you just say for the folks at home what you're wearing, James, so they can look back on all those jokes and laugh retroactively? Oh, let's see. <laughs> he said loosely. 
I have a good pair of shoes on. That's true. I have brown pair of slacks. No socks. No socks. Despite the fact that it's I 27 degrees outside. No socks, ever. Okay, good. Ruins like the line. That. Um, brown slacks. Ruins the line of what? Your shoes? <laughs> Just how I feel about life in general. Right, got it. Okay. <laughs> His life has a silhouette, and he likes to keep it preserved. I understand Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, and a green tropical print cashmere cassowary bird scarf that I bought in Hong Kong. Yeah, and you're also wearing a you're also wearing a cardigan. Uh, your shirt is buttoned down, to, unbuttoned two buttons, and both your cardigan and shirt sleeves are rolled up in case you need to get into some shit. Basically, yeah, I can understand that. Who knows? <laughs> the who knows when a scrambled egg party might sure. break out? <laughs> the uh, lobby after the show is going to be real rough. Uh, what's, uh, tell, tell us, uh, what's your momentous occasion? My momentous occasion is that after years of looking for a good dry cleaner, I found one that I liked. And as I went to pick up everything this morning, the little old Chinese lady told me that for a man I had beautiful clothes, and they were very colorful. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, James. James, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Wow. Although a little sexist, sexist of that dry cleaner. Yeah, I think that's true. I yeah. mean, uh, gender is a spectrum, not sure. a binary. That dry cleaner sounds problematic. <laughs> Where's Ian? Ian, can you come up? Ian, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, back here. <laughs> the gentleman in the plaid shirt. Get it? Everyone here is wearing a plaid shirt. <laughs> San Francisco. Hi, Ian. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? It's great to see you. Um, where'd you get that uh, plaid shirt? The San Francisco store? Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> oh, I'm fun. <laughs> I'm from here, folks. If I get myself into trouble saying mean things about San Francisco, I know as a San Franciscan that at any moment I can just say, Huey Lewis in the news, and everybody will be like, yeah, they're from here. <laughs> Uh, Ian, tell us about your momentous occasion. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, last Wednesday I was on a, my commute home on BART, um, and um, I think around... By the way, I just want to point out that you said my commute home on BART, and like I saw four people just go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say the. <laughs> Isn't that what you're not supposed to say, the BART? You're supposed to say BART. You could say the BART. You're not supposed to say the 101. Mm. Mm. Well, great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, between uh, 19th Street, Oakland, and, and MacArthur, uh, a man uh, vomited over uh, oh, snap. Uh, about five or six people on the bar train, uh, and I, I narrowly was out of the way, but um, uh, it was, needless to say, it was pretty disgusting at rush hour. Did well, you dodge that shit? I, no, I, I mean, it was pretty crowded. You tried to get up you in. Weren't in the, you, weren't in the, you weren't in the splash zone. I was not in the splash zone. What do you zone. think this man had eaten? I... Don't know. It was, but he he looked pretty sick. He proceeded to get off. I don't know that that was his stop, but he excused himself. You should have asked him. I mean, then this whole this story would have a real capper at the end. <laughs> he got off. It was his stop. <laughs> I mean, Ian, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you, Ian. I mean, just Ian. Next time you're telling that story, I do think it is it is it is a fun one. But I do I do agree with Jesse that it needs a capper. And I think just next time you tell that story, you just go. And that man's name was Channing Tatum. <laughs> Boom. And then you leave wherever you are. You just go home. 
Or you could just say the Channing Tatum of San Francisco. That's Dave Eggers. <laughs> uh, James, where's James? Come on, James. Here he is, James, he ladies is. and gentlemen. I call him Jimmy. James, I like your shirt, buddy. Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? Close Ian's loop. <laughs> Where'd you get that? The Oakland store, <laughs> right, guys? Now everybody that used to live in San Francisco lives in Oakland. <laughs> so they got pushed out by the tech people. I, yeah. uh, James, tell us, uh, tell us what your momentous occasion is. Um, uh, well, first of all, tell us what kind of software you write. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm an architect. He's an architect. Okay. There you, go. you work mostly on foosball tables? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what's your momentous occasion, sir? Um, I was coming to work uh, over the weekend, and... Um, uh, a homeless man alerted me to a golden eagle that had hit the B of A building down by House of Shields. So I waited out for... This is some fucking specific-ass shit. Sorry. That <laughs> Specifics are the soul of humor. There you go. People, people across the world right now, like just some, some dude that teaches English in Japan and listens to Jordan Jesse go to feel less alone. <laughs> you laugh. That like, is 90% of our audience. <laughs> he's like, right... I understand that a golden eagle hit the B of A building, but what bar was it near? <laughs> was this a actual golden eagle, or was this a figment of the man's imagination? It was. It was golden. It was an eagle. Golden eagle. So is a golden eagle? That's like a Maltese falcon, right? That's just a myth perpetrated by people who are lit by horizontal stripes from uh, Venetian blinds. Could be. I feel, yes. like you're, I feel like you're speaking in code, but I don't know what you're talking about. Are you here to deliver a message? Are there any code breakers here today? Does anyone speak Navajo? Yeah. Well, cool. Um, Is there anything else? Yeah, no, so I was waiting around, waiting for animal control to come and help this animal. Where were you hanging out, like over by House of Shields? Or? Yeah, no. Yeah. Cool, cool, yeah, yeah. I was hanging out on the curb. Right. And, uh, and uh, a homeless person uh, that frequents the alley came up to me and um, said, uh, Sweet Al, is this yours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's a capper, folks. James, ladies and gentlemen. Knows how to close a story. Holy shit. And that owl's name was Channing Tatum. We have one more. Where's Faye? Faye, can you come up here, please? Where is Faye? Here she is. Give her a hand. Or he is. Can't quite tell. Too dark. She. She. Yeah, okay, here we go. Faye, have a seat. How are you? Where'd you get that haircut? The San Francisco haircut store? Um, I do it myself. Uh, nice to see you. Uh, welcome to the program. Um, tell us about your momentous occasion. Um, I had my likeness stolen for a Japanese porn video game. Fuck you. You serious? <laughs> what does that even ha, mean? Ha, ha, I have 90 questions. Um, I don't know if this counts because it's not super new, but a couple of years ago I was... Nah, like, this is uh, way better than that owl shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that owl shit was a solid piece of business. I'm not trying to put I, no, down I'm, no, James. Of course, the owl stuff was good, but... It, it ain't shit compared to this. Uh, 
so I was at a party at the GDC Game Developers Conference, and uh, it was pretty late. Everyone was kind of drunk. I hear those are pretty wild parties. It was kind of fun. Uh, and I what kind of up... shirts do people wear there? Uh, Plaid, right? This. Um, <laughs> she and... just indicated these shirts. <laughs> these shirts. There are two uh, kinds of shirts, plaid and ninja turtle. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up talking to a guy who was obviously visiting from Japan uh, for the convention. And uh, we're talking a little bit. Everyone was pretty drunk. And he said, oh, uh, in Japan, uh, virtual girlfriend games are very popular. You could be in one of those. And I was like, okay, whatever, crazy guy. But then like eight months later, um, I, I found a game that had uh, me in it in the outfit that I was wearing. Hold that on, night. Dad, pause. Time out. Yeah. When you say I found a game, <laughs> sure. <laughs> How does I. Well, they don't publish them over here, so you have to look. Sure. So you were just. <laughs> you had already. You had beaten Assassin's Creed Unity. <laughs> You 100%ed that shit. Uh-huh. All the side quests. What am I going to play next? <laughs> Japanese dating sim. Uh, da- dating is a rough term. Okay, sure. Lo- <laughs> uh, so you... Fa- how, and, okay, so in what ways... In what ways so was you... this character, who I'm assuming was dealing with a tentacle in some way... In what ways was this character similar to you? Um, same haircut... Uh, and the same outfit. To be fair, you have the same hair haircut as most Japanese cartoon characters. She was the only blue-haired character in the whole game. Oh. And do you... It could have been that lady from Are You Being Served. <laughs> is, so your theory is that this man, at the, you met at the developers' conference, yeah. saw you, it was inspired, and then <laughs> went back to Japan and created a virtual you for this game. Yes. And you're not seeing any residues from this? Uh, that's what I call residuals because I'm in the business. Wow. But, you know, international copyright law, what am I supposed to do? Are you getting any action out of this? Um, I'm married, so. Yeah. Are you getting this? How's the, how's the husband like it? You can ask him. We're getting two thumbs up from the husband. Yes! Thank you Thank very you. much. Faye, our champion. Our producer is Brian Fernandez. This is Jordan Morris. I'm Jesse Thorne. Thanks to the SF Sketchfest. Our tech crew in the back who have so capably helped us. The house crew in the front who charged you all that money for wine. Thank you very much. Yay! Jesse, go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.